Welcome to the Good Fight Tattoo podcast. Here's your opportunity to eavesdrop on the conversations and stories that are told whilst tattooing in our studio in London. There will be adult themes and strong language, so listener discretion is advised. With that out of the way, we hope you enjoy the podcast. This week, I talk about why I hate Duncan Goodhue. Yes, I hate Duncan Goodhue. I talk with Ashley about bank robbery, Muay Thai, and worrying about offending people online. And it was one of those um, things where you think afterwards, oh God, why am I so uncool? Why are we, uh, I've got an uncool story. Go on then. Duncan Goodhue. Do you know who Duncan Goodhue is? Yeah. What did you do? I didn't do... Why does everyone always assume I've done something? Everyone just automatically goes, what did you do? Okay, what didn't you do? Right, well, this was like when I was a little kid as well. All right, sad. Uh, My friend tried to rectify this as well for a birthday one time, but she couldn't. It was amazing that she tried, bless her. Um, So basically, when I was a kid, I was really into swimming. Yeah. And like me and my mum and dad would go to the same swimming pool every week on a Sunday, and we'd like swim every Sunday. Okay. And one time, like at Dun- when Duncan Goodhue was at the height of his fame, if if you're younger than I don't know 25 and you don't know who Duncan Goodhue is, look it up. Um, <laughs> please, please look it up. But Duncan Goodhue was at the height of his fame, and he was taking like a swim aerobics class kind of thing. I don't know why. I was going to say, that seems very out of yeah. Olympic context. Yep. It, 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 he was taking a swim aerobics class. But he basically, we were. what had happened, it was like, say, one o'clock in the afternoon, and we'd got kicked out of the swimming pool because they were like, oh, Duncan Goodhue's taking a class next. And we were like, I was like, wow, Duncan Goodhue, he's amazing. Um, and very bald. Um, yes. And, uh, and so we were being ushered out of the pool because he was, and, and as we were being ushered out, he was being ushered in, and I was like, "Wow, it's Duncan Goodhue." And so we got, uh, we went and got changed. I went and got changed and came, came back in, and like what I did was, as as I was about to leave, I went to the desk and I was like, uh, "I'm a really big fan of Duncan's. Can I go and like go and get an autograph?" Because you're not allowed into the swimming area with your shoes on. So they were like, "Yeah, yeah, it's fine. You can go, you can go do that. Just don't wear your shoes." So I, I took my shoes off, and they gave me. I asked them at the at the uh, at the desk. I said, "Look, can I can you give me something so I can like get him to sign an autograph?" And they gave me a bit of till roll and a pen, and I was like, "Yes." And I was probably about I don't know, like ten or twelve at this time. I don't know how old I was, but I was about ten, I reckon, because I was still pretty young. And uh, I was just like, yes, I'm going to go and get Duncan Goodhue's autograph. And I went to the side of the pool and I went, Duncan, Duncan. And he, he was ignoring me a bit. And I went, Duncan, oh. Duncan. And he was ignoring me a bit. And I went, Duncan. And he came over and he was like, yes. And I was like, can I get your autograph, please? I'm a big fan. And he just went, I'm a bit wet. Oh, blimey. And that uh, was it. And I was just like, so what, I was you a little kid. Get his autograph? No, I was a little kid and I was just like, I felt like a fucking oh, idiot, and I just went, no. uh, okay, and just left. Duncan, if you're listening. Fuck you, Duncan. If you're listening, Duncan, go fuck yourself. I'm a bit upset by that. Cunt. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> just say how you really feel. <laughs> I was so gutted when I was a kid. Oh. It, like, I was into swimming. dreams. Who would have thought? I was into swimming. It was The thing about it was he was just so fucking rude about it. That's such like, a shame. Like... He could have just gone, 
Look, I'll tell you what, I'm doing this class at the moment. I'm, I can yeah. probably give, do it if in about half an hour. If you hang around for 20 hour. minutes, I'll yeah. come and sign you a little bit of tilt roll. Exactly. But he just went, I'm a bit wet. Really, like, sarcastic. A bit annoyed at you. I was a fucking kid, Duncan. You're a bit annoyed. I was a kid, Duncan. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, oh, Duncan. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Um, sad. Yeah, so I didn't get Duncan Goodhue's autograph. My friend Claire tried to get his autograph, tried to make it right. She, there's what, on like your, a f- on your behalf. Yeah, on like there was like a Facebook group about Duncan Goodhue or something like that. And so for my birthday one time, she tried really hard to get to to get to be able to contact Duncan and tell him about the story and ask him to rectify it. <laughs> nope, couldn't get in touch with him. Still a prick, Duncan. Oh, Duncan. You're still a prick. Who looks at their child? This is going back to what we were talking about earlier. Who looks at their child and goes, yeah, that's a Duncan? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Fuck you, Duncan. (laughs) Weird names that people give their children. On the top of your list, Duncan. Yeah. Or is it Nigel? Whichever way around. Duncan. Duncan. Duncan's at the top. Because I just think nowadays, I just think, well, he's probably a cunt. (laughs) Not because all Duncans are, but just because I think of Duncan Goodhue. And I think, oh, you twat. Crusher of dreams. Crusher of children's dreams. What swimming bars is that at? If he's doing an aerobics class, like, again, I still feel very, like, (laughs) confused (laughs) by the concept that he's doing an aerobics class. I mean, it's not that he's not allowed. Weird, isn't it? I never know though, right? I can't remember exactly when it was. It's just occurred to me, right? I can't remember exactly how old I was when it was, right? But I, uh, it's just occurred to me that I might have even been younger than that, right? And it might not have even been Duncan Goodhue. It might have just been someone who looks like Are Duncan you Goodhue. To say that this might and the pool, have been a dream. The people, no, 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 it was real. The people from the pool were just like, "Yeah, go and ask Duncan for his autograph." <laughs> oh, maybe they knew he was miserable, and they maybe were just it setting wasn't, you up. Maybe it wasn't oh, yeah. even Duncan. Maybe it's just someone who looked like Duncan. Maybe they were setting me up. No, it was definitely Ooh, Duncan. Oh, candid camera situation. It was definitely Duncan. Shame on you, Duncan. Yeah, Duncan. Fuck you. Aww. You prick. No, I didn't even ask for <laughs> Ian's... Um, sorry, Sir Ian. Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah, true. didn't even ask for his uh, autograph or anything because I just... It was the, the end of a 13-hour day. <laughs> I just saw him sitting there with his little uh, stripy Doctor Who scarf on. <laughs> and oh, it's just an uncool, like mouth open moment where you st- where you stare at someone when you don't really know you're staring at them. He didn't yeah. see me, but I don't know if people <laughs> people who are around me probably saw me and thought that girl needs to get grip on herself. I uh, I had a brilliant one like that. You know, you say about the mouth open thing. Oh, it was I really had, open as well. I had a brilliant one with that, like with the guy from uh, the Mighty Boosh, not Noel Fielding. Uh, oh, Julian. Julian Barrett. Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, he lives near here, doesn't he? Does he? I think he's, I used to dog sit these dogs in Hampstead, and I used to see him walking his kids to school. Oh, Julian, Hi, Julian come and get a, come and get a tattoo, Julian. Um, I, uh, <laughs> basically, one time, me and my ex girlfriend, we were we'd spent the weekend rewatching the Mighty Boosh at the time. Like yeah. like the there's three seasons, isn't there? Oh, I think there might be more. No. Sure. Well, at the time there was three. Okay. Because this is going back a while, and. Um, We'd been watching all of them. And and so we went, I can't remember where we were going, but we went somewhere and got on the tube. And lo and behold, right, we were just, what we were doing is we just got off the tube. And so we were walking up the stairs. And we 
we were just like, I was just looking straight ahead and right in front of me, on the other side of the barrier, yeah. I could see Julian Barrett running down to try and get to the tube in time. Yeah. And he was obviously running because he wanted to get on that tube. He like was in a, a hurry. Like a laser. Right? <laughs> and I looked, at him, I looked at him and I must have just gone, <gasps> with like that sort of a <laughs> facial expression. And he, he clocked me making that facial expression and he, he looked at me, eye contact, and mouthed the words, please don't. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he actually communicated it. He, he mouthed the words, please, please don't. don't. Oh, no. And I mouthed the words, okay. Oh. And then he went, and I just thought that was fucking great. It was better than even getting to talk to him. That's better than him telling you that he's wet or yeah. to just fuck off. He, he, please don't. I could see that, yeah, I could see that he was in a hurry. Yeah. And he was nice about it. Yeah. And his facial expression was just like you could tell that he was just like, you know, pained by the whole thing. Like yeah. he wanted to be a nice guy, but yeah. he was in a hurry. Yeah, I used to see him oh, a lot. Oh, I fucking loved that. Wait, I, <laughs> when I was a poor student, I used to dog sit for this couple that lived in Hampstead. And we used to take the dogs out for walks and I mean, quite a lot of famous people live around that area, don't they? Like, So we used yeah. to have a competition. And I used to share the dog sitting with my ex-boyfriend. And we used to have a competition to see if we could have our photo taken with the most famous person. Nice. Who won? Well, technically, he won but didn't win. Right. You're playing, you, you don't like this, do you? You don't like admitting that he won, do you? Well... It's because technically it was just a photo of the person. He wasn't with the person because he oh, was on a bus. Right. Bloody Danny DeVito. Crumbs. I know. What's he doing in Hampstead? Chilling. Wow. A little bit early. But, you know, it was one of those situations where we were so desperate to get off the bus, but it wasn't stuck in traffic. It was moving. <laughs> but then I was thinking, well, it would be one of those, like you said, like that Julian Barrett moment, please don't. Yep. Apparently he's supposed to be quite friendly, isn't he, old little uh, Danny? Don't know. Danny but the though. Julian Barrett one, I loved it. Because it, so, it was so in the Howard <laughs> Moon character. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. I try not to... Um, I've got a weird thing about meeting famous people since fucking Duncan Cunt, you. Oh, uh, oh it's really not a wound <laughs> that's healed, isn't it? <laughs> 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 it's still with you very much raw. I'm sorry, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm oh. only kidding. A little bit kidding. I hope you can but, um, find some solace. No. Um, <laughs> so, I've, I, ever since the whole Duncan Goodhue thing, I've been very weird about meeting celebrities and try. Yeah. Even in situations like Stuart Lee's one of my favourite comedians. Yeah. And I, like I uh, went to see Stuart Lee, and he always hangs out at his merch stall afterwards, and he encourages yeah. people to come and talk to him. And even then, I was just like, no, nah, I can't go and talk to Stuart Lee. Why? I bought a, I bought a DVD off him, and he you know he took my money and I, I paid him for his DVD, um, and I, I don't know I just would I, ever since the Duncan Goodhue thing like can I just get you to turn a little bit yeah, more yeah 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 perfect filled you with the fear it's just I've yeah ever since the Duncan thing I've just been like I don't want to like meet celebrities just in case they're a cunt or I say something stupid and they do sh they say you shouldn't meet your heroes. Well, Duncan like, wasn't my hero. No, I know, but like... Don't give him that credit. Maybe like... <laughs> He's not that good. I'm scared to mention his name now. <laughs> Much prefer Eddie the Eagle. <laughs> Who doesn't? 
What I mean. I bet if I met Eddie, Eddie the Eagle, he'd have been brilliant. What were we talking about earlier? I bet the he'd gone out for a pint with me when I was he's, eight. He's the classic <laughs> British underdog. Absolutely. Icon. It's just such a... I don't know. Why would you do, why would you do it? The same as when people rob banks and they hold a hostage. Like, that's a witness. Mm. Why like would you do it? If you're going in there to do a job... Yeah. And you don't want anyone to get hurt, you take a hostage. And you're going to end up in prison. Or you're going to end up getting shot. What it's you, it's what either do, one or the other. What do you do instead? If you're going to... Your only option is to either get out of there quickly before the police turn up, which is obviously what a robbery or a situation like that would be their ideal world or is mm. they have to do them all do them all when you say do them all they've what do you mean by that they've either got to knock them all out or kill them haven't they mate you are again <laughs> it's just we're going back to this thing of you being <laughs> so extreme I love it it's brilliant what else did you do in that situation if you're robbing a, not that I've robbed a bank I don't know but <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you was robbing a bank and you know well, what do you do it's like they're going to ring the police they're going to ring the police I think I'm going to take one as hostage because <coughs> he's ringing the police I think if I was wanting to rob a bank, probably what I'd do is try and get a job in a bank. Yeah. That's, that's how and I'd probably try. And it out slowly. Yeah. Mm. Like, learn about how computers work. Or even be a hacker. Learn to be a hacker. Yeah. And then hack into people's accounts and just move. What, if I wanted modern, to rob a bank. Modern bank robbery. If I wanted to rob a bank, if I wanted to make loads of money, what I'd do is I'd learn, to, I'd learn about computers, I'd learn yeah. to hack things, and I'd hack a million bank accounts, and I'd take two pounds from each of them because so few of them would even see yeah you could probably you could probably set up some sort of computer program that can hack into on your behalf huge amounts yeah then you've got millions of pounds that loads of people aren't going to notice yeah that makes sense that's how I'd go about it I think it's just well, off the, the top bank of my head. would notice. You'd have to be, have to have to be in some kind of secret bank account, wouldn't it? Banks don't fucking notice that shit. I had someone taking that that woman that like went into that shop in London. What? She spent like two million pound on stuff or whatever it was. Yeah, but I spending two million pounds. Banks don't notice shit. Right. I um I had twenty, I think it was twenty pounds coming out of my account every. I think it was every month. Yeah. For four or five years, one time before I found it myself. And it, I was like, who the fuck is this? Someone's been taking money out of my account every month. I'm going to look up and see what that is. Tried to find out what it was. Couldn't even figure out what it was. And I was yeah. like, well, I'm, I'm fucking okayed this payment. And I got the, uh, I phoned up the bank and got them to refund me some of the money. They wouldn't refund me the whole lot. Right. Uh, and they got their fraud department involved in it. And what they found out was this, uh, it was an American telesales company that just got my details and just started taking money out of my account. And because it was wow. such a small amount, they didn't find it weird. Course, I didn't yeah. find it weird because I didn't notice 20 quid coming out every month. And they probably made a mint out of they may, well, well, They've probably done that to a, yeah, a exactly. lot of people. Yeah, exactly. This is yeah. the thing. They, over the course of four or five years, they maybe got a few hundred quid off of me. I think it, was, it worked out as being about four or five hundred quid in total. And I, I ended up getting back six months worth of it. Because the fraud department were like, our fraud department only holds six months' worth of records, but because it's such a long-term thing, we can't get you your money back because we only have six months' worth right. of records. And I was like, well, I can show you. I can go back on my statements, and I can show you through my statements it yeah. coming through. And they were like, literally, there's nothing we can do with that. And do you know what they suggested? They said to me, what you should do 
is phone up the telesales company in America and ask them to give you your money back. And I was just like... Yeah, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what do you think the likelihood of that is that they're going to give me my money back? Yeah. A company that's unscrupulous enough, they can find out people's details and take money that they don't deserve. What do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're going to go, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll give you your money back, mate, yeah. That's don't a ridiculous that. proposition. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me off. Really fuck me off. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> As if all of this has come from just me asking about why your nose is the way it is. Yeah, there you go, mate. Now Found we know how to rob banks. your bollock and talking yeah. about robbing banks. I broke my nose a few times. Yeah. Broke my tooth a few times. I should imagine you'll break your nose again. Are you, yeah. d- are you still, like, are you going to still thinking of uh, doing doing amateur fights? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, it's all kind of depending on the gym. More likely, I don't really know how they go about it. So it might be that they say I'm ready when I'm ready. Yeah. Or I go and do like an intercom at another gym, a like what? a heavy spar at another gym. What's what do you call it? An intercom. What's I think that they mean? call it an intercom. So you you yeah you I'll go to like a different gym, right? And then I'll do a heavy spar against one of their guys, and then they can kind of suss out, you know. Yeah. Who's on what level, and you know if I go and fight or, or what? Yeah, I don't really know how it all works from this point on. Have you spoken to your trainer about it? I've kind of, you know, expressed that I want to fight, but yeah, I'd like to have trained for a year before I do fight. But Fuck that! Well, you've trained before, though, haven't you? You've done Muay Thai before. Yeah, but I, I've only, you know, I only done bits and bobs. I've never committed to it like I am now. Yeah. And even then, you're not that committed because you're not going tomorrow night. No. (coughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've just got to get back in my groove and then I'll be fine. That's one of the things, isn't it, with doing any sort of training is once you get out of the habit, like I find, not that I have done for years now because I've been injured, but I found that when when I was doing it, if I went same days, same time, every single week without fail... I would just go religiously. I would just, just go routine, because, don't you? Yeah, yeah, because that's what you do. That's the time that you go Christmas. there. Christmas. Christmas is a motivational killer. Yeah. That's why I, as soon as Christmas came, I went to the gym before Christmas, trained before, just before Christmas, and then Christmas hit, and I sat around, you know, smoking weed and eating loads of food, and that was mm. my, that's what I'd done for Christmas. Are you good at, like, motivating yourself to train at home? No. I've got a bag at home. Don't use it. Bag for life. Bag for life. Got a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, you don't ever train at home? I did, initially. And then our cats ripped up all of my flooring in the gym. Right. So we had to get rid of that. So the more the motivational killer for that was more that training on carpet. Yeah. I was getting carpet burns on my feet. See, I've got... I, I'm the same. Like, when I was going to physio... Uh, for for my injury, I was yeah. doing well with it. It was easy to do because I was going every week, and uh, they'd give me new things to do. It wasn't really. It started out every week, and then it was every two or three weeks. Yeah, and uh, it was easy to keep up with it because I knew that I was having to go again. And since they've signed me off, they've just said that basically all I need to do is do strength training and stuff. Okay. I just can never be bothered. Yeah, I've got resistance bands at home as well where I can do stuff. Yeah, with resistance those. bands are easy. Because you can sit on the sofa and do resistance bands if you but want. But I can just never be bothered. Yeah. I need to be going to a place and doing a thing. Yeah. See, I didn't go to the gym over Christmas. 
because my trainer had gone back to America, my personal trainer had gone back to America for, to see his family. Mm. And um, so that was my motivational killer for not going to the gym. Was the gym open? It was open. But you I didn't, didn't want to go didn't without the personal trainer? I asked to get be asked to go in there and do it. Yeah, fair I enough. would have preferred, you know, as soon as my personal trainer was back, that the, the day after he was back, I was in there doing a session again. Yeah. Um, and it was the same for, it's the same for anything like that. If I, I need someone to help motivate me, and then once I'm motivated, I'm 100%. Yeah. That, that's all I think about. Yeah. I just can't be bothered to do it anymore. Yeah. I do want to. I want to get back into it, but I've got what I've, the thing about it is. All I want to do is get back to Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. That's that's all I want to do. But I can't do that without going to the gym and doing weights first. Yeah. I fucking hate lifting weights. I fucking hate it. It's the most boring fucking thing in the world to do. Yes, cramp. I hate the gym's it. boring. Like the gym is just boring. Full stop. Like fighting's fun. Training's fun. But going to the gym isn't the most exciting thing. I think that's why you sometimes you need a personal trainer to kind of help motivate you to go. You know? Yeah, I do, I didn't. I know some people love it, but I, I'm not one of them people. Like, I, you know what? If I could do more Thai five nights a week, I'd do more Thai five nights a week yeah. rather than go to the gym. Yeah. I didn't need a personal trainer to motivate me going to do Muay Thai or anything like that. No. Because it's fun and it's exciting. I enjoyed though. it. Yeah. I did enjoy it. The only thing that, uh, the only thing I didn't enjoy is when I did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and I think I put accidentally put my hand on someone's penis. That's standard. Felt standard. really uncomfortable. Did the guy yelped like a dog that <laughs> had his tail stood on? He's dangling off his bollocks. I was just I just pressed out. I think I pushed on his helmet. <laughs> so yeah. Did he yelp for joy or? I don't know. Not sure. <laughs> he made a yelping noise, and then I felt really bad. I could feel something was under my hand. Either it was his okay. penis or, you know, his pet salamander that he kept in his pants. <laughs> his pet yo-yo. His pet yo-yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, poor guy. He never came back after that. Oh, you scared him off. <laughs> you tugged him off. Scared him away. Duncan bad Hugh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a very good point, actually. <laughs> Duncan bad. <laughs> God. I'm such a twat. <laughs> I'm definitely going to put that on the podcast. I'm going to put the whole Duncan Good Hugh bit on the oh podcast. Dear. I might even just do a special Duncan Good Hugh episode. Yeah, <laughs> just just one whole episode, not just a part of it. Yeah. It's a weird thing. You never know. He might. It might ever get. It might get to him. I'm trying to think of oh, the latest. I mean, can you? Is Basil Brush a celeb? Not yeah. really. I thought he was like a. Um, well, he's a, a ch- children's TV puppet. Yeah, I don't think he's real. Is he celeb in his own right? He doesn't count. Oh, that's a shame. What do you reckon Duncan would do if he did hear this? Do you reckon he'd try and I'm make hoping, things right? I'm hoping that he would get in touch. Yeah. And try to make amends. Well, guess what? I don't want your fucking autograph now, Duncan, <laughs> you prick. I'm not eight <laughs> years old or ten years old anymore. I'm not impressed by you. Fuck off. <laughs> Said with venom. 
Oh, bless him. <laughs> I would love him to hear it. <laughs> I, I would just <laughs> really enjoy it. Send it anonymously through the post. I don't think you can't. It's hard to get hold of. My friend really tried. What, a recluse? Yeah. Is he like the Ringo star of swimming? Maybe. Puts a little video up online going, please just don't contact me anymore. That eight-year-old boy at the swimming bath was enough. Maybe. Miserable shit. This is one of the things that's really weird about doing the podcast, is like not knowing <coughs> what I think should go on there or not. I'm just second-guessing yeah. yourself. Because I've edited together quite a few of them now. Because obviously like, I edit them and then go out way later. Yeah. But listening to some of them, there's been points where I'm like, oh, I find that funny, but I don't know if other people would, and I don't know if it would offend other people yeah. to a point where it's worth putting it on there. And there's one side of me goes, fuck it, just put on whatever you think's funny. Yeah. Fuck them. If they don't find it funny, then they can find something else. At but the end of the day, there's so many other podcasts out there that people could listen to, and you all you're trying to do is give people a little bit of an insight into the type of crap that it was talk about. Yeah, well, that's all it's about. It's about eavesdropping, Because we all talk about shit, like, and none of us mean it. Like, this is the, I was watching Joe Rogan the other night, and he was saying um, about people being so offended. And it's yeah. like, I don't mean this. Like, when yeah. I call someone gay, I don't mean it in a, you know, in a homophobic way. It's just force of habit. Yeah. You know, I and don't it's the same I with sense of humour. You can have a really dark sense of humour. Someone, one person might not find it funny, but another will. And that's yeah. the difference in humanity is we're all different people. We all find different things funny. We all find different things offensive. Yeah. So it, we all just need to chill out a little bit and accept that we're all different. Yeah, I think I think it's, uh, social media is really highlighting how different people think and yeah. how a small minority of people seem to have, be very vocal about what things they're offended about. But the thing about it is, like, there was a comedian, I can't remember his name, an Australian guy. I want to say his name's Steve something or Steve Hughes, something okay. like that. But he did a whole bit about being offended. And his whole, the whole sort of point of the, the joke is, okay, so you're offended. And what? Yeah. And what happens? What, what does that mean? Like, you've, you've been upset by something. Okay. And? Yeah, what, like, and where what? does it go what, from what there? Does that, what does that mean? What do you think people should do yeah. about it because of that? And what he tries to say is he tries to highlight it by going, I'm offended by boy bands. Does that mean we should ban boy bands because yeah. they offend me? Because they fucking offend me. And I agree with him. Boy bands offend me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They're it's, annoyingly it's offensive. Me. It's fucking sick of me. Drake. Drake offends me. Fucking Drake. <laughs> I'm offended by Drake. Does that mean we should ban Drake? Yeah. I am genuinely, <laughs> I'm truly genuinely offended by Drake. Yeah. But actually... He fuck it. It makes me want to punch it's him. Your blood boil. I wouldn't because that would be really unreasonable. But oh, and Fred Durst. <laughs> I want to punch Fred Durst. Like that just would be he's annoying, or because of things just, that he's done. Ju just because of his face. <laughs> that would be like if Jimmy Savile was still alive and not a paedophile, and Jim will fix it was still a program. That would be the th I would write in and go, Jim, can you fix it for me to punch Fred Durst in the face? <laughs> and for there to be no repercussions. <laughs> what do you hate about him so much? Just his face. Just his face. Just he just there's something that's got a face that you want to punch. Do you know when you see someone and you're just like, Oh, you are oh. I think there's a lot of people that feel that way about me. 
<laughs> Maybe. I know people have had to work with Fred Durst and they say he's a prick anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me guess there. His, his ghost drummers or something stupid. His what? His ghost drummers. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But he's a tit. But this is the thing though. Back to the original point of it. Just because you're offended doesn't mean people have to take action on that. Yeah. Be offended. Have your five minutes of being, oh, I didn't like that joke. Yeah, and, and then, then move the fuck on. And this is the thing that I think about it. One of the things that, that's getting me at the moment is call-out culture. Yeah. People just, the whole culture being about, like it's, it's a thing on social media where if you don't like something or if something offends you, rather than just going, oh, I don't like that. And then if, if it's someone and they do lots of stuff like that, I'm following them. Or alternatively, if you've really got a problem with them, and you're worried about why they've done something, why not message them yeah. and do it privately? But it, there's a culture on social media to just Outright see something. pull someone out. To see something, yeah. be outraged by it, and comment on it, and try and rally support like it's some sort of fucking and witch share hunt. Share it everywhere and, yeah. Like it's some sort of fucking witch hunt. There's no context. There's no like no discussion with the person who's done it. No trying to understand their motivations or you know what they've yeah. done and why they've done it. I saw it the other day. It really annoyed me because I've got a friend who did a tattoo. We were talking about it earlier, weren't we? I don't know if you heard about it. I was talking to to Alex about it. Um, I've got a friend who did a, um, a tattoo of. Morticia, uh, is it Morticia? Well, no, Wednesday Adams. Wednesday Adams, yeah. Wednesday Adams, as a like a tattoo of a picture of Wednesday Adams yeah. with a ball gag in her mouth, and people were commenting on it all over, just going, "Oh, you're supporting paedophilia. You're a, you know, you're advocating for paedophilia." And it's like, fucking hell, like calm down. Like it's a fucking tattoo. Yeah. Right. It's a picture, and you're what people are doing is there, rather than talking to the person about what they're trying to get across, what they're trying to express with that piece of art, what they're doing is they're making assumptions of what that person's yep. trying to express. Was it their piece of art or was it a customer's idea? But regardless of what Doesn't it was... Doesn't matter. Regardless of what it was, if you do a tattoo and you've done a tattoo of fucking Wednesday Adams and she's got a ball gag in her mouth, and I go, oh, that's disgusting because that, that's a picture of someone who you know, is a fictional character. It's quite an important point a fictional character yep. from a film who's a child with a ball gag in her mouth, if I'm offended by that, shouldn't it be my... Shouldn't I be the person that then gets in touch with you and goes, the fuck are you thinking? And yeah. give you an opportunity to Rather tell me what you think. On, on the internet, yeah. Because there may be something where there might be a story around it, there might be something as to why that is, what that represents. Yep. It's just the assumption of people looking at it and going... I assume that that represents this, therefore I'm offended, therefore I'm now going to start a witch hunt. But look at the problems that assumptions have caused throughout the whole of history. Some mother of all fuck-ups. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast. If you have, do all the uh, good things like like it, subscribe, follow, whatever platform you're on, they're, they're different. Uh, tell your friends, though. That's the most important thing. Tell other people, because that's word of mouth. That's how things get around. Cheers. Thanks. And all that.